Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. We're so hard on ourselves of what society tells us, like you need to do this and do that every single day. And I think just coming back to tuning into, you know, our cyclical nature is the way of peace and harmony with your hormones and just allowing your best self to emerge. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, everyone listening in. Thank you for joining me today on the Project Loving Myself podcast with me, Sanaya Gurnamal. So you know how sometimes we're in a mood and just one word can set us off? We get easily triggered or we may react without thinking. Now, some of you are probably saying, well, that's me all the time. But what I'm really talking about is that time of the month when we are PMSing, about to get our period, And it can sometimes feel like we are just a little bit or perhaps even a lot out of whack. Now, every woman is different, but most women can relate to feelings that are directly linked to their hormones. We may not be aware that these feelings are being triggered by our hormones, but this is why many women go through postpartum blues after giving birth or even when they hit menopause. It's our hormones. And while they are responsible for a lot of how we feel, we may not understand that our hormones are backstage running the show. So our guest today says, the better you understand yourself, the better you understand others. And one of the best ways to understand ourselves better is by discovering what is going on beneath the surface in our bodies. Pauline Goosens is a hormone cycle researcher and educator, and also a yoga teacher. With a background in pre-med, she switched directions when she realized that she prefers healing by treating root causes more naturally. Like me, she too broke with the status quo and found her own path. After 10 years on birth control, with a year of depression when coming off, among other side effects, Pauline was amazed by how little information that is out there that we are taught about 
when it comes to how our hormone cycles affect us. And so in that, she found her calling. Since then, she has empowered hundreds of women to create hormone cycle self-awareness to balance their hormones and lives. She is now living in Bali and has created her own style of yoga for women called Om Cycle Yoga, which is yoga for the ovulation menstruation cycle. I think we have a lot to learn about hormones. So let's welcome Pauline onto the show. Hi, Pauline. Having me. Excited. Hi, Pauline. Yay. I'm so happy that you're here. And, you know, I know you're, you're tuning in all the way from Bali. So, uh, I am so happy that um, we can connect over this platform. Now, Pauline, let's start by talking a little bit about what hormones are in the first place. So I know like everybody knows, oh, sometimes we're hormonal or like our hormones are all over the place. But I don't know if we really understand the concept of what hormones are and what they do in our body. So can we start by sort of getting everyone to a common understanding? Um, about hormones? Yeah, great question. It is something we all hear about, but just have no idea what they actually mean. So (laughs) hormones are the chemical messengers between the mind and the body. So whenever, let's say you feel stressed, your adrenals will produce stress, send the signal up to your hypothalamus and your pituitary, up to your brain, basically, to let you know, hey, I'm stressed, things need to cool down. So that's the messaging system that's working, that our hormones are telling us constantly what to do, what to think, what to eat, what to say, how to react. They're telling us everything. And through symptoms of our emotions, through symptoms of skin issues or PMS, things like that. So our body is constantly telling us what's up. So Pauline, basically what you're saying is a lot of what we feel can be traced back to the kind of hormone that's being released in our body. For example, when we're stressed, it's cortisol. You know, when we're happy, it could be uh, serotonin, a little bit of adrenaline and so on. So our hormones and our emotions are directly linked. Yeah, correct. And within women, we predominantly have estrogen and progesterone. So estrogen Mm -hmm. is that socializing hormone that makes your brain develop, it makes your bones denser, it makes your muscles gain, it makes you just the best possible person or woman to be fertile. It's making you your face symmetrical, it's making you want to go out and meet people. And then we have progesterone and progesterone is right after ovulation. So I'll go through the the four the four phases um, in just a bit. But progesterone comes from the word to progestate. And progestate is to induce the carrying of a child. So between ovulation and before our period, this luteal phase, our hormones think we're pregnant. So that means that our cortisol naturally rises. So that means we have higher sensitivity. We have a better sense of smell, better sense of taste, touch. Like everything is a little bit more aware and heightened so that you can potentially protect your baby, even if you're not pregnant. It's that cortisol raises all your senses up. And that's why many women might feel irritable or having PMS symptoms because those hormones are imbalanced. The ratio between estrogen and progesterone are imbalanced. Otherwise, before your period, we shouldn't be feeling pain. PMS is actually abnormal. It's just that we live in a patriarchal society of of 
their hormone cycle, which is 24 hours long, and it's do, 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 keep working the same every single day. But women, we work differently. We have different hormonal cycles that change throughout a month. We have four distinct phases. Okay, so what you're saying now, Pauline, what I'm understanding is we've got the hormones connected to to the emotions, but also how they work with each other, the different hormones, affects a lot of things from our skin, our fertility, our moods, our sense of balance, like everything is really interconnected. But we don't really talk so much about this, right? Like people don't really understand that there are phases and cycles and there's a whole lot going on that may be very specific to the female hormone cycle, okay? So I read that you are part of a movement to get women to become more aware of their natural biological cycles. So I'm sort of getting the picture. It's about understanding what's going on with us. But why else would it be important for us to really understand what's going on in terms of our hormones, our emotions, and the cycles? Like, what would be the benefit to someone who has no idea what this is and why they would even, you know, want to know about this? Yeah. So I think it really comes back to tuning in with nature. So when we look at the plants outside, you see that they are, have a few important goals. It's to get as much sunlight or, you know, that right amount of sunlight, the most amount of nutrition from the soil, you know, just to have the best living environments possible to reproduce. Okay. And I think that we forget why we're here as well. Like, you know, humans are nature as well. And so our hormone cycle is all about reproducing. It's making men the 24-hour cycle to produce as much testosterone as possible, to have as many sperm as possible. And for women, we have this one egg per month that basically dictate our hormones to make us as fertile as possible. So even if you're not planning to have a child, having optimal fertility or optimal fertile health is the optimal health for a woman. So it's not about giving birth necessarily. It's just being in that state of fertility means everything is working perfectly, right? And it also means we are a lot more balanced. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But what about the fact that most women are not in that optimal, you know, state? I mean, I I know that when I um, got my period, when I was in my early teens, I remember that it was not something very comfortable. It was associated with a lot of pain. I had a lot of PMS symptoms. And I remember that, you know, as I've grown up through the different experiences in my life, you know, my PMS has changed. And it's, it's never, you know, been like, actually, I would say after pregnancy, it got a lot easier and um, it was more cyclical. It was more balanced. So I guess that whole idea of fertility being tied into that, maybe that also has really something I would say very important for us to understand. But Can you explain why then most of us do not have this optimal cycle? Why are we all going through PMS? Because you mentioned PMS is actually abnormal. We shouldn't be feeling pain. It should be something that's very rhythmic and balanced. Yeah, for sure. So it's the societies we live in, that pressure, that societal pressure. And, you know, women did have this, this movement of like, hey, I don't want to have a start a family right now. I want to also 
follow my dreams of building a business or you know whatever that may mean to you where you want to postpone your pregnancy or not have a family at all but you know birth control came into the picture of trying to um, you know delay or or suppress fertility so that you can work and it's true birth control definitely does that and it has helped many women you know try to focus on their careers however birth control suppresses your estrogen it's synthetic testosterone so you're just putting in synthetic male hormones within you to be able to work that daily day-to-day schedule like men do but that's so against our natural cycle it suppresses your brain development so you're not learning as well it suppresses your bone density so many women get osteoporosis you know in the later years estrogen our natural hormones are helping us be fertile and be as healthy as possible so by that's why i'm trying to bring this awareness in a different way of empowering women to be able to work with their cycle because it's so important our brains work so differently throughout the cycle for instance when we are on a period our hormones are the lowest out of any other time of the cycle and then as we go towards ovulation about two weeks later our estrogen is rising and that's activating our hypothalamus which is um, or our hippocampus is our long-term memory storage so that works better during that time so it's a great time to be learning something new or um, speaking up as well because your verbal skills go higher, your brain skills go higher, your face is more symmetrical, everything is making you that smarter, more beautiful woman to find that perfect mate to reproduce the perfect baby. And I think we need to remember that this is the natural cycles we live in. However, coming back to the societal pressure, we watch TV that tells us, oh, buy this food, buy that food, that's you know, fast food or things that are not nutritionally dense. And, um, you know, the most food has so many pesticides. We're surrounded by hormone disruptors. The more synthetic material you have, you're wearing your, you know, your furniture, all this stuff, these are all hormone disruptors. And this fast fashion, all this, all these things that we're being told is going against our natural selves. So, by coming back to nature and wearing and getting as much organic as possible, as natural as possible, you're helping your hormones become more healthy and more in balance. As well as just the careers that we choose. You know, we do go to work every single day. You know, we go to the office nine to five, and that's based on the male hormonal cycle. And like I mentioned earlier, our brains change. So we have that, you know, forward thinking mindset right after our period. So it's great to be planning ahead, mind mapping, And then once you're ovulating, you're more desirable to other people. So that's the best time to ask for a promotion or the best time to record yourself or take a picture of yourself or promote yourself even because that's the time when you're most attractive to other people and people want, you know, that fertile, healthy woman. So if you have anything to sell um, or, you know, presentation to, to make, this is the time to do it is when you're ovulating. And then after ovulation, you go into the luteal phase when your mind thinks it's pregnant. So all of a sudden now you're in a very reflective mindset and you might have, um, you might have negative thought feelings like shame or guilt, but those are things about the past, right? So you know that these are only hormonal because those are the common hormonal thought patterns that happen during this phase. Same, same with, um, before in the follicular phase when estrogen is rising it's that forward 
mindset, that fear that can come up because that's being scared of the future. But now in the luteal phase, you're thinking of the past. And so having, it's a great time to be reflecting, a great time to be making important decisions when progesterone is up because progesterone is actually a sedating hormone. So although we have cortisol rising, progesterone sedates you and relaxes you. So we should actually be feeling very relaxed, introverted and calm before our period instead of having these PMS symptoms. And that could be different with every woman, either that's cramps or, or skin issues or whatever, but it's your way, your body's way of, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. I, I read a quote, you know, while I was doing a little bit of research and I read a quote and you know, it was like a far, funny cartoon with a quote. And the, the woman in the um, image says, I just got my period. And I thought, well, that explains everything. Okay. And it's like that kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, my moodiness, my crankiness, feeling out of sorts. And oh, it was just because I was getting my period. And that's something I've grown up with. You know, we just expect that, oh, it's that time of the month, and you might not really feel like yourself. So, um, you started to talk already, Pauline, about the, the phases and the cycle, right? So can we now just cover the whole cycle? Can you break it down for us so we can understand? Because what I got so far is before your period is the, the sort of reflection time. It's the more quiet. It's uh, introspection. Whereas after your period, this is the time where you kind of go out and you express yourself and you, you know, you're kind of at your best, you're like blooming. So is there more than that? Can you sort of break it down for us? <laughs> There's so much more. <laughs> I, could go I know for days about this. <laughs> so yeah, realizing that we are so different and why our, our hormones are so out of, you know, balance, why we might not realize is that we do, we are living by that male hormonal cycle and we need to realize that we have these different phases and there are positives to each phase. So when we're menstruating, our hormones are the lowest out of any other time of the cycle. And that really means to restore, regenerate, regenerate, <laughs> rejuvenize, you know, just really the time to especially restore with iron, magnesium and zinc because that's what we're losing most in our blood. And it's a time when you want to really take it easy and relax and allow yourself to relax and maybe take a day off work. Um, if we overexert our energy during this time, we don't have much energy. So you're depleting yourself of more energy if you're doing too much on your period. Then right after our period, our estrogen starts to rise. And so you realize like, okay, I have a little bit more energy and you really want to, especially after the couple days of not doing much, you're like, okay, I want to get in and do stuff. Like, I want to do this project, do that. I want to go here, go there. And your mindset is very much in the future. And so it's a great time to be, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, mind mapping, scheduling, um, your muscle regeneration is quicker during this time. So it's a great time to be working out, build that muscle because when we're ovulating, when our estrogen is peaking, the high estrogen actually affects our joints. So it makes it more susceptible to injury. It might get, make our joints a little bit more swollen. So what I bring into my yoga, the ohm cycle yoga at least, is to make sure that we flex our feet during ovulation so that we can engage the muscles around our joints to protect them when they're most susceptible to injury. Um, so Pauline, Pauline, that means our workouts should actually change according to where we are on our cycle as well. Yeah, 
everything, your body, your brain, your mindset, intentions, everything's need to change um, about a week interval at a time. And, and it's interesting because I remember growing up, the whole sort of marketing and advertising was centered around just because you have your period doesn't mean you have to, you know, you have to slow down, but that take this pill or use this and you will be just like normal. And I remember that, that that was the key message that don't let your period slow you down or keep you, you know, at home. So what you're saying now is the opposite, that it is a time we should be listening to our body and taking it down a notch. We should be actually uh, not doing way too much than we can handle. So, wow, I mean, that's just, just getting that is a completely different perspective because it almost makes it okay when we feel like not doing anything during our period. Because I know I felt that way. I wanted to just kind of be a little bit more calmer and a little bit more introspective. And you're saying, yes, give in to that. Amazing. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, All right. it's tuning in to tuning those in. feelings. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, um, mm -hmm. you talked about the period and then the ovulation. Go ahead. Yeah. So you can kind of think of it as, as seasonal as well. So we have our period as the winter phase and then the spring phase is when estrogen rises summer is when we're ovulating peak and that's when you know yeah you're your brightest blossoming self and then right after ovulation we enter the luteal phase and that luteal autumn phase is very much um yeah when your hormones all of a sudden think you're pregnant so your cortisol levels naturally rise heightened sense of awareness and your intuition is super strong because since your hormones think you're pregnant, all of a sudden your number one priority for these about 10 to 14 days is to protect the baby. So all of a sudden you were washing our hands more often. We're wanting to make sure our house is organized a bit more. Um, you know, it's that nesting phase and you'll see your wallet is being spent more on like home items versus when you're ovulating, you're spending money on like beautifying yourself items. <laughs> And um, your digestion goes down during the luteal phase, but your metabolism goes up. And this is why we're more hungry before our period is because we do need about 300 more calories before our period because you're feeding the baby. And, you know, you need that extra, you're getting your energy from food during this phase. Whereas in the follicular phase, that springtime phase, we're getting our energy from stored fat. So your body is you know, prioritizing, be as fertile as possible to be the most beautiful, strong, smart woman as possible to find that perfect mate. So you're using stored fat as energy. Whereas in the luteal phase, right before your period, your hormones think you're pregnant. So you're needing that extra food for energy. So your metabolism goes up to let you know, like, okay, eat more. And if you're ever feeling brain fogginess and things like that, just eat, especially healthy fats. And that's another thing that society told us, like don't eat fats back in the day, work out on your period. It's like, no, <laughs> you right. need healthy fats to make more progesterone, which is sedating you or like making you calm and relaxed to bring your cortisol levels down, your stress levels down and, and overexerting your energy. So if you work out too hard, um, bringing that, that blood pressure up before your period, you're putting your body in more stress, which turns on fat storage because your pregnant mind thinks, hold on to the fat to protect the baby. 
So it's actually turning on fat storage and muscle wasting and bone density loss. And uh, that's the awareness I want to create is to have that cyclical health for each phase. You know, it's so interesting because I think some of this is a little bit intuitive, but we never paid attention. Like I know that when I work out too close to my period and I work out maybe a little too hard, I'm in pain. I'm in a lot more pain when I get closer to my period. So it's almost like our body was already telling us, don't do this to yourself, right? And I know I've also felt during my period, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's time to kind of go within, you know, not go out so much. And then after my period's done, I, I know that feeling also of just feeling like ready to like rock and roll, you know? So I think it's there. We just were so out of touch with our body that we've maybe perhaps just forgotten to listen or we don't even know how. So what would you say, Pauline, would be the best way to start, you know, listening again and starting to understand what's going? Because you've given us a lot of information. And I heard you speak at the You Wellbeing Festival as well. And I thought the information was amazing. But it was a lot to sort of process and figure out how to implement into our lives. But I think it's easier when you stop trying to remember and memorize these things, but to just start to go more in tune with what's happening in the body. So what would you say? Like, what would you say about the best way to go about this? For sure. So like you said, it's a lot of information <laughs> and listening is definitely a great way. So the best way to start at least to make sure that you're listening to your, you know, intuition, let's say, because you have your hormonal self and you have your, your true self, I like to say. So you have yeah. your your menstrual self where you're like more mellow and low energy. Then you have your follicular self where you're more like go-getter. And then you have your ovulatory self where you might be interrupting a bit more and wanting all that attention. And then you have your luteal self where you're wanting to be um, introverted and have more space. So how do we get rid of these like thought patterns and, you know, real creating that awareness. So a good way is to, track your cycle. The moment, the day one of your period, the first day of your period is day one of your cycle. And just notice either in your phone, using a, a hormone tracking app or a journal, just write down like, okay, I'm thinking, you know, maybe become aware of these thought patterns of like, okay, I'm, I'm really wanting to do stuff and be elsewhere. I want to go traveling. I don't want to be here. And for me, I like to practice gratitude during that time because I'm always wanting, you know, grass is greener on the other side. I want to travel instead of being grateful for what's around me um, right now, for example. So tuning into like, okay, I'm thinking a lot about the future or before your period. Okay, I'm thinking a lot about the past and realizing that those are your hormones making you think that way and to disconnect, detach by coming back to center. And you can listen into like, okay, for instance, before your period, I'm, I'm hungrier. And what are the healthiest ways to, you know, yeah, we might want to go for that chocolate bar, but instead of chocolate where it's full of sugar and chocolate is, there's a reason why we want chocolate. It's super high in magnesium, which is a muscle relaxant, but chocolate, our typical chocolate bar is filled with preservatives and sugar and a bunch of chemicals basically go for the darkest possible cacao 
and cacao, it's its natural form and that has, it's super beneficial for you. So we do have reasons for cravings. So when you have a craving, your body's telling you, go for the cacao, don't go for the sugar. Right. But, so it's so tuning it's, into the healthier option, basically. And anticipating. So knowing, because I always, like right before my period, I was, you know, I'm like chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And I tell myself it's okay, you know, because it's it's what I'm craving right now. And I and for me, just being non-judgmental, um, not feeling bad or feeling ashamed of of you know not being able to control my cravings was a big step. And I think when I started to understand the hormones and the cravings, you know what we're looking for and so on, then I was actually able to make healthier decisions because I was able to separate what's me, Sanaya, and what are my cravings. You know what are my hormones telling me. And then I was able to start to say, okay, well, if I'm craving chocolate, then what I need is, is this particular like magnesium or I'm a little low on serotonin. So I do believe that that awareness helps us to make better decisions. But how do we keep that flow in our life? Because, okay, tracking our hormone cycle is one thing, right? And it's something that is time consuming, right? And it takes commitment to like watch sort of where we are on that cycle. But is it also kind of connected to the moon cycles? Would that also help to kind of understand what's going on gravitationally around us? And maybe so, say, okay, well, it's, it's you know, we're in this lunar phase and this is what's going on with me. And this is sort of the, the feeling or the kind of activity. So is there synergy also happening around us between the environment and us? And can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you brought that up because, um, yeah, we're very much in tune with nature and we tend to forget that. But like plants, I remember a few months ago, I just found thousands of insect wings that were shed on a full moon night. And um, I was just like, wow, so beautiful because the full moon is very representative of letting go. And so you see that these bugs are also letting go of their wings and and yeah, women are very much in tune with the moon. As men, they have that 24-hour cycle. They're in tune with the sun. But us women, yeah, most women will get their period either on the new moon or the full moon. So notice, actually, right now it's new moon, it, like just right after new moon. So we're going towards full moon for the next two weeks about. And so notice that, like, okay, if I am bleeding with the new moon when the moon and the earth cycles are darkest and introverted then you know you plant a seed with intentions of like okay well what would i like to accomplish or you know move towards as my estrogen rises and the moon becomes brighter so do you you know how can i tune in with that but a lot of women they don't menstruate with the new moon like the earth cycles they'll menstruate on the full moon and women in nature are very supportive of each other. You know, when there's a tense situation, we're here to help and to lower down the, the, the tension, basically. So women who are ovulating will have a lot of energy to support the women who are menstruating. And we just go through these different phases. I probably transition between the two once or twice throughout a year going from new moon to then bleeding with the full moon. And so it doesn't need to necessarily be you know, perfectly with the new moon. It's just that we all go through different phases of our lives. And if you are bleeding with the full moon, you're there 
to support other women when they're bleeding with the new moon, for instance. Okay. And so, yeah, and it just allows you to support each other and figure out like, okay, I can have a, you know, my goal for this, these next phases or cycles is to give more of my skills versus receiving um, and learning and building my own baby, my business baby or project. Okay, so new moon generally is the beginning. It's the start of things. It's like the incubation period, mm -hmm. right? And it starts with our period. So we kind of start putting our ideas together, but we take it kind of very easy. And as we get out of our period cycle, we're looking to kind of now implement, execute, put things into action because we're already in that phase, right? Mm -hmm. And then towards the... Um, the full moon is where things come to fruition. They start to kind of show up in our life. They tend to materialize. You know, the project is coming to completion. So that's generally the cycle we're looking at for most people. Though yeah. it could be flipped around, which means you are going into your period right around the time when it's like the completion, the full moon. Which in that case, now you switch roles and you're the giver. You're mm -hmm. the mother figure. You're the nurturer to other people. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And even when the moon is waning, going from full moon to new moon, that's very much the harvesting. And the, the like I mentioned, the reflecting, you know, you can look back at like what worked well or what didn't work out well. And your brain is most active during this time to think in the past. So it's like, okay, I'm going to let go of shame and guilt and focus on like the lessons I've learned and, um, you know, harvesting those lessons and reflecting upon them. And it's also when your brain loves to focus on details. So it's editing or, you know, doing your taxes or things, things that are basically taking the whole past year and you're editing them and, and kind of analyzing them. So it's, it's a beautiful time as well of the cycle. All, all phases of the cycle are, have positive. And, and what, you're, what you're describing now, the harvesting, the sort of that, it's like the cleaning up, it's the reorganizing, all of that is, again, leading us back to the beginning of the period cycle. Yeah. So it's really, if you look at it, it's actually not so difficult, even though it feels like it's a lot of information to take in. It's not so difficult. It's kind of like you start with your period, go slow, build up, build up, you know, going into kind of the active state. And then when you hit the full moon, which is ovulation, essentially, right? And yep. then after ovulation, now you start to take things down a little bit, get more reflective, you know, more um, sort of looking at the, the lessons, understanding everything. How can I do it better? You know, what do I need to change? What do I need to learn? And then you're taking it back down to the beginning of the period cycle. Exactly. Okay. So it's really a flow. It's actually, it makes a lot of sense and it also kind of, makes me think about how to implement this in my life. Because, you know, again, I've grown up where it's like routine, build up a routine, right? Every day is trying to find that 
that routine through through the whole month. And if I'm going to be cyclical now, that kind of changes everything. How do we continue to work? How do we continue to, you know, give what we're expected um, to our families, to our careers? Like, how do we do that then, Pauline? Yeah, that's something I would love to see in the world, especially in the corporate world of like saying, hey, Pauline is in her follicular phase right now. She's the best for like, you know, scheduling ahead and mind mapping because she has that superpower now, you know, or like Pauline can sell our product during ovulation or Pauline can, you know, she needs more time or she needs more space from other people and loves to focus on details so she can focus on editing or analyzing the project we all worked on together, you know? So it's expressing and not having, I think there's a lot of taboo around speaking about our cycles and hormones and mm-hmm. it's just something that we all go through and it should not be, you know, it, I think it should be very much well-known and just realizing, especially a lot of people take things less personally because we're all programmed the same way. And it's like, we all need some space sometimes. We all need some like attention at other times. And it's, um yeah, that, that working with your rhythms and realizing, you know, even a to-do list. Sometimes I would do this before. I had a massive to-do list and I'm like, ah, I have so much on this to-do list. Like I need to try to get everything done today. And then you're not like, you don't feel fulfilled by, by accomplishing them. And then it's still on your to-do list. And so then now I take my to-do list and I'm like, okay, uh, working out, like, is going to go in week two, like in my follicular phase, because that's a muscle gaining phase. And then doing, for instance, hanging out with my best friend is going to be right before my period, because you want to be surrounding yourself with people who would support you during a pregnancy, a potential pregnancy. So that's like close friends and family. Whereas I want to go out and meet people during the follicular phase when I'm extroverted and I want to meet people. And so just my entire life, I based on how to plan with my cycle to make my hormones happy, which in the end makes me happy and just have a way less stressed life just by planning even my food. Food is very much the two top tier things you want to take care of to have balanced hormones are your stress levels and your food, your blood sugar levels. And if those two things are out of balance, then it's, it'll trickle down and affect everything else. So my diet is based on the cycle. My exercise routine is based on the cycle. And it just creates such a, a higher energy state for the whole entire month. With wow. No so obviously this, before all of this, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't have this kind of a ritual or practice. And you've already said that the minute you started doing this, you noticed you were less stressed, you were happier. And um, I think more energy efficient is sort of what I heard you say. Yeah. Okay. So this is something now you maintain all the time, Pauline, like this is something kind of your regular life. Yeah. And I would like to say that it's an 80, 20% rule, 80% like you're doing things that are good for your cycle and you have enough battery life for 20% of like going to your friend's birthday party when you're on your period, you know, you still want to show up for your best friend for their birthday party, but you're also at the lowest energy and just allowing her to, or him to know like, hey, I'm still going to come, you know, and I still have some energy. I'm just going to chill out and don't take it personally, but I'm just going to be on the couch. <laughs> right. You know? And I, I think more than that, like more than even 
what you're going to tell your friend. It's allowing yourself to sit on that couch and be like, well, it's okay that I just don't feel so social because this is my period cycle. This is the time where I just got to allow myself to be because that's the cycle I'm in or that's the part of my cycle I'm in. And I think that's the big realization for me as you're talking that it's giving yourself the permission not to have to be a certain way all the time, understanding that your cycles, um, your rhythm changes over the month and that it's okay to kind of not feel like doing the same things. It's okay not to, you know, be so diligent on the workout and instead take something a little bit more easy. And I think that is really liberating when we can kind of not hold ourselves to these expectations that might, you know, be across the month. But Pauline, now for those people who want to start to implement a little bit of this, where should they start? You, you mentioned food, right? You mentioned that two things, stress levels and food. Tell me about food. How can we do little things with our food to be more in tune with our hormone cycles? Yeah. So one thing that I'm, I work with my clients is that I don't want to change your morals around food. So if you're a vegan and you want to stay vegan, I'm not going to try to, you know, push meat on you. So the number one thing to do in regards to food and to keep your traditions, your local, you know, cause we're all over the world listening to this. Um, you know, we all have different dietary restrictions or different foods available in our, in our area. So when we are menstruating, that's really when we lose a lot of magnesium, iron, and zinc. So wherever you are in the world, just look up how to get those sources. Then when we are in the follicular phase, when estrogen is rising towards ovulation, this is the time we really want to be getting in fermented foods to, because it's the gut healing phase and um, omega-3s. Then when we're ovulating, we're naturally the least hungry during this time. Your body's really using stored energy or stored fat for energy and spending less time on digestion. So the lighter foods you eat, even in seasonal, like winter menstruation, get the nutritious dense food. And then the spring phase, your follicular phase with is like a Mediterranean diet, um, lightly sauteed vegetables. And then when you're in the summer phase, the ovulation, which is about three to four days, really focus on um, mostly vegetables and lighter, lighter f caloric foods because, and you can even extend your ovulation a little bit longer by eating lighter during that time and having a longer high. Oh, and during this time we hear a lot about phytoestrogens like soy, like our soy is soy good for our hormones or is it bad? But it does two different things. Most research has been done on men. So we think all of these diet fads are for men or are for everyone, but it's just for men. And so, but women need different nutrients and different diets for each phase. So soy, what it does, it adds estrogen to men, but it adds, or it takes away estrogen for women. So the only time I like to eat soy, for example, and of course, anything I'm saying is to be as organic, natural, and non-GMO, because other than that, it'd be a hormone disruptor. But during ovulation, we want to detox any excess estrogen because if you have too much estrogen, it'll put your progesterone and estrogen ratio out of balance. And by eating soy, soy is a weaker form of, or any other phytoestrogen, 
it's a weaker form of estrogen. So you have estrogen naturally going into the estrogen receptor and then it makes you feel good. Then you have soy or any phytoestrogen going into the receptor and your own estrogen is not being able to be going into the receptor because it's being blocked by the soy. So you want to be eating phytoestrogens during ovulation to allow for detoxing of any excess estrogen. Then when we enter the fall or autumn phase of the luteal phase, we really want to focus on healthy fats and insulin, blood sugar stabilizing. Um, foods like cinnamon, think autumn foods. So cinnamon, pumpkin, slow burning carbs, and healthy fats like avocado, olive, um, and coconut. Those are great. I like you know, an Indian style foods because it has a lot of warming spices and coconut milk. So yeah, and then you'll find like within a cycle or two that your PMS symptoms are gone just by following this, you know, nutrients that you need at different times of the cycle. And, and then with stress, same thing, especially before your period, allow yourself to be introverted, allow yourself to take space and have space to lower down your stress and do things like yoga or meditation things that are de-stressing. So if we know, if we realize that our PMS symptoms have disappeared, we feel a lot more balanced throughout the course of the, um, the month, we're probably starting to be a little bit more aligned with hormones and so on. Is that correct, Pauline? Like it's, it's our state of mind, our emotional state that will tell us that we're starting to be a little bit more aligned? A hundred percent. Wow. How about, um, how about all these diets, Pauline? Like people are doing, as you mentioned earlier, intermittent fasting. Um, they're doing massive calorie cutting, all these different things. How do the, they now affect our hormone cycle? Are these things we have to be a little bit careful about? We definitely need to be careful about that. <laughs> and realizing that, yeah, these most research has been done on men because they can come in every single day at 3 p.m. to check their, you know, how their hormone levels are. But for women, it costs three times more time and money because it's like, okay, can you come in at 3 p.m. on the 10th day of your cycle? But that's only going to be once, you know, every month. So it takes so much more time. And so that's why, I mean, it, it makes sense, you know, financially and time-wise to do research on men, but realizing we're so different and we need different nutrients. Like you said, diets for each phase. I like the ketogenic diet during my menstruation, Mediterranean diet during follicular phase for about 10 to 14 days, and then the, like, maybe salads, raw vegan during ovulation for three days, and then before my period, I like, um, you know, as much fat and healthy fat and, and slow burning carbs. So like Indian foods, sweet potato, pumpkin, um, avocado, coconut, all these things that are, they make more, they make you more mellow. They make you less stressed by make producing more progesterone. Wow. That's so interesting. And with the diet and all these different diets we're doing, to that may be disrupting our hormones. Do they affect fertility? So can we talk a little bit about that, Pauline? Like fertility, 
um, the food we're eating perhaps, and why we have all these issues. Like I know a lot more women are dealing with irregularity in their period, which is affecting obviously their fertility. And so a lot more women are having to do things like IVF and other procedures to, to help them achieve their uh, fa you know, family goals. Right. So if, for example, you feel you need to do a detox or a cleanse before or fasting for 10 days before your period, you're, you're throwing off your hormones. You can't make progesterone if you're not eating. Like I mentioned before, we need 300 more calories during the luteal phase because your hormones think you're pregnant. If your hormones are, think you're pregnant and you're not feeding yourself where you're getting your energy from, that's causing brain fog. You're putting your body in more stress because it's trying to get as much like nutrients as possible. And it's just, it's not working. Your hormone, you're throwing your hormones off. So knowing when to do a detox or when to get certain foods, especially when you're menstruating and you're losing so much iron, it's pretty intuitive. Like, oh, I'm losing a lot of blood. I should probably take more iron or like replenish myself with more iron. So yeah, and just tuning into what a woman's or female hormone cycle needs, especially with all the nutrients for each phase. It's creating that awareness. Okay, so Pauline, you mentioned earlier that we need to be aware of these different thought patterns that correlate with our different phases, right? But that if we can kind of separate that, then our true self emerges and we can be a little bit more, I think, in control of what's going on instead of being controlled by what's going on cyclically, right? So one of the things I know you do is the yoga, right? The yoga um, for ovulation menstruation cycles. So if you can tell me a little bit about how that helps and also if we can go into what are the other things that we can do so we aren't as affected perhaps by these things. So with yoga, we our bodies change throughout the cycle, right? So we have that muscle building phase and then during ovulation, we are joints are more susceptible to injury so we want to make sure to really engage our muscles to protect our joints and before our period it's very much a flexible phase of our cycle so it's a little and it's more we want to de-stress so it's very much embodied and feeling going into hip openers you know reaching that edge where your joints because they are more flexible you you're more into the joints and the fascia than the muscular, like in the follicular phase. So okay. by honoring your body's needs in these phases, you find that you're having a balanced weight. And for example, in fertility, if you're overweight, then it might not be safe for, for childbirth. Same with if you're underweight, then it's also not an ideal fertile health. So by the reason I do this yoga is to basically have, or not, yeah, it's a balanced mind and a balanced body, you know, working, doing a stronger, strengthening my, my bones and my muscles during the follicular phase and relaxing my joints and fascia um, during my luteal phase. And it goes very much in line with the hormonal system because, for example, during the luteal phase when you're 
your metabolism is up and your digestion is down, we're going to be working on twists because twists are really good for digestion. And then when we're about to get our period, we want to be making sure to do like hip openers because then you're allowing your, um, the muscles around your womb to relax. So, you know, we need to realize that we need to come back to our nature, our inner nature, our inner cyclical nature, and, you know, and just allowing ourselves to listen to our bodies. So what is your, what are your hormones telling you? And they're telling you to reproduce. They're telling you to start a family. And so realizing, okay, okay, I'm menstruating. I can, I'm not fertile right now. So, you know, replenish your energy, restore that energy so that when my estrogen starts to rise again, you know, start building, building my muscles, building my projects, think in the future, you know, use that to your advantage. And when you're ovulating, be seen and be heard. It's when you're at your like most brightest self and, you know, without interrupting, of course, making sure that you're aware of your ego, but allowing yourself to, to, you know, realize that your body is trying to make you the best possible human ever. And then to enter into that introverted phase to really spend time with yourself and allow more space and get your creative flow going. Um, you know, right before our period is when our brains connect the most through both hemispheres and it allows us to think outside the box and be super creative and intuitive. So allowing your intuition to be painted onto a blank canvas and, and accepting. I think we're so hard on ourselves of what society tells us, like you need to do this and do that every single day. And I think just coming back to tuning into, you know, our cyclical nature is the way of peace and harmony with your hormones and just allowing your best self to emerge. Wow, I mean, it just sounds so beautiful, like that ideal, you know, state is something I'm sure we're all looking for, we're all looking to achieve. Hey, beautiful people. Before we head on to the rest of the episode, I'm sure some of you are wondering how we collab with brands here in Project Loving Myself. And for that, we use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the code Project Loving Myself. That's one word, capital P, capital L, capital M. And in that way, you can help support my show as well. And if you are an advertiser who wants to collab with Project Loving Myself, head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Pauline, how would you say that because what you're describing to me is that true self you mentioned earlier, right? That's where we want to be. So how do we cope with the extremes of the cycles? How do we make sure we don't get out of balance? And how do we kind of um, find a little bit more balance? Because that seems to be also the theme at the end of the day. It's about balance. Right. So, for example, a lot of women... And this is what I went through as well, especially coming off birth control. And I had, you know, a daily dose of synthetic testosterone every single day. I was had the same hormonal levels. 
then when I came off birth control, I just had, I was just feeling so good one day, aka ovulation, and then so, you know, bad the next day. And it's just that those not understanding what's going on hormonally, you're ruminating on these thoughts of, for example, right after ovulation, your estrogen takes a dip for about two to three days. And that's when a lot of women will feel depressed or like, what's wrong with me? I was so happy yesterday. Now I'm not feeling that good. And, you know, and then you're, you're allowing, you're digging yourself into a hole. And later I'm like, wait, but my estrogen just dipped for two days. That's okay. It's just my hormones. Move on. Like there's much more to be done, you know, energetically, spiritually of like letting go of what doesn't serve me. Like, okay, estrogen just dipped for a couple days. So it brings my mood down. You know, I'm not as bright and, and extroverted and social like I was yesterday. Now for the next two to three days, it's, it's a bit lower. And, but thankfully I have progesterone, which is sedating. So just focus on, on, you know, eating healthy fats and, and taking more time for myself and taking some space and that will make my hormones happy. And so just by allowing yourself to have that yin and yang of that dark and that light and that introvert and extrovert and accepting and allowing yourself to feel those and make the most out of each phase. That's how you really become present to your true self is to take each day a step at a time, like, okay, my hormones are here. So I'm going to do this because that's what's best for my hormones and it will make my mind, body and soul happy to honor that present self basically and let go I love of those yeah i love that because it's really about sort of giving in to what's going on within us instead of fighting it instead of negating it instead of judging it instead of uh, pushing against it so mm -hmm. i love how um, it's more about like cooperation and harmony with the body with the lunar phases you know i think that's really the strong message from our conversation today. Um, Pauline, this was really just amazing information. I think very enlightening um, for me and for a lot of our listeners. Uh, these are things we've probably never really understood. I've definitely not thought about it as much as I have in the last couple of years, because I too have been doing a lot of research with hormones. I've been uh, working with a lot of clients who have these kind of extremes and these imbalances. And I love how you made it very easy to understand that it's just going with these, it's literally just four phases, right? And just understanding what's what's happening in each phase and allowing yourself to feel these things without identifying with them and making them, you know, sort of the problem in your life. Just saying, okay, well, it's just like you said, it's the estrogen or it's the progesterone or it's this mm -hmm. phase. So I like that it gives us a little bit more understanding of ourself. Now, Pauline, before we end, can I ask you uh, to share your project loving myself message or mantra for our listeners? Like from everything that we've talked about today, how would you um, tell our listeners to do something more in line with self-love um, while understanding what's going on in our sort of hormone uh, life? How would you put that? Yeah, I think for me, the ultimate self-love is to honor my cycle, give our mind and body what she wants, the nutrition, the movements, 
the intentions for each phase. And that, yeah, to me is the ultimate self-love. So by tracking your cycle, you know, from day one of your period and then realizing that you're going up and your estrogen's rising, you know, plan, plan your life a little bit towards tuning in with your cycle, creating that awareness, attaching yourself to the positives of each cycle and detaching from the negative patterns of each phase. Honor your cycle. I think that's really, cycle. really important. Yeah. And Pauline, I know you've, you've written like a book or some kind of um, a guide for mm-hmm. women. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how people can access this? Yeah, so I currently don't have a website. I spend most of my time honoring my cycle, spending less time on the computer. (laughs) So I haven't gotten to that yet, but you can reach me on Instagram. Um, My Instagram handle is uh, Pauline Giselle, so P-A-U-L-I-N-E-G-I-S-E-L-E. And I have a 13-page hormone cycle awareness guide on there. So it's very short, sweet, and simple for you to understand what hormones are um, and what nutrition, diet, or exercise, um, intentions, sex even, and like, yeah, just a, a whole bunch of good stuff in 13 pages to make it simple for you to balance your hormones uh, within a cycle or two. So as long as you can honor it as much as possible, honor your cycle, um, that's $29 USD. And yeah, I do consultations and coaching, monthly coaching, um, and it really helps women balance and become more aware of their cycle as well as optimizing their fertility. Especially coming off birth control, you want some a good few months to a year before you know deciding to have a to plan a child again. Um, balancing your hormones will make your health and your mind of optimal balance and happiness. <laughs> that guide will help you with that. Amazing. I, I think it's going to be a great resource, uh, especially because a lot of people, I think, are so out of whack. As I said, I started the episode with that idea of, you know, many of us are out of whack with our hormones and perhaps spending a little uh, time getting to know ourselves better from that perspective is something that's going to help all of us in the long run. So thank you, Pauline, for sharing your time, for sharing all this fascinating knowledge about our bodies with me and with our listeners and um, really uh, sending lots of love to you in Bali. And um, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love how this talk with Pauline helps us to process and understand what is happening in our bodies. Our hormones run our life, so having a deeper awareness of this can definitely shift ourselves out of situations that feel like they are beyond our control. Because the truth is, it is in our control if we just understand ourselves a little bit better. Share your insights from this episode on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal. I leave you this week with our Project Loving Myself quote. Balance is not something you find, it's something you create. And this is a quote by Jana Kingsford. So stay balanced, knowing that you have the power to create the balance in your life through awareness of what is truly going on. Keep in mind that you are loved no matter what. 
And thank you for tuning in to the Project Loving Myself podcast with me, Sanaya. Brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 